I want you to, I want you to do me a favor, and I want you to look into the eyes of somebody next to you, <clears throat> and I want you to say, even if I can't perceive how valuable you are, you are of infinite value and of infinite worth. Do that. <laughs> and the reason, the reason that I, I, I wanted you to do that is because frequently, frequently there are things that are taking place. Frequently there, there, there's treasure around us that we don't perceive. Like I, I, I didn't know how much God loved me. I didn't know how much he cared for me. I'm still in the process of learning how much he cares for me. And then he says, hey, did you know that I was willing to give up everything just so that I could have you? Like, oh, for real? I didn't, I didn't realize that. And so, and so I'm, I'm, I believe that this morning the Holy Spirit's actually wanting us to exchange our values for his. Because, because as you begin to value and align your life to what's precious to him, you'll start bumping into blessing. You'll start bumping into blessing all the time. It's like, dang, I didn't realize he was this good. I didn't realize he was this kind. He's been that good. He's been that kind for your entire existence. You just weren't aware of him moving. You weren't positioning yourself to catch what he was pouring out. It's almost like there's... You know, there's a tap or a spring tap of water pouring out. And you're like, man, I'm so thirsty. There's water pouring right here. You just take a couple of steps that way. It's like, oh, here's the water. Here's the life, right? And so my, what I'm believing, what the Lord's stirring in my heart for you is that we're just going to take a couple of steps this way towards where his tap is. And we're going to begin to position ourselves that for the rest of our life, that from today for the rest of our life, we'll be in position to catch whatever he's pouring out for us, all right? And so... um. I think it's real easy for us to look for the new thing that God's doing and for us to cast off the amazing thing that brought us to where we are, right? Like we start seeing the new thing he's doing right now in this season, or for some of us who've been dealing with a really difficult season, we're thinking about the thing that he didn't do or he's not doing, and then we forget how faithful he was to bring us to this, to this point. Like there's some of us in this room who have had the, uh, who've had the honor of a near-death experience. You're like, dang, I didn't realize I was so close to not existing, right? But there's, but there's something really unique. There's something really unique about being reminded how close we are to not existing to make us appreciate life, right? And so... There is a mind map full of things in my heart that I believe is from the Lord for you. And I only have one mouth to communicate them with you. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying my best to hone in on like, Lord, help me to say the specific thing. Um, there's a passage of scripture that's been really stirring me recently pertaining like the new and the old and appreciating and valuing what God values like he values it. And it's in Matthew chapter 9, verses 16 and 17. And many of you have probably heard this story, but for those of you who haven't, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's sharing a parable with them. 
in this particular parable, he says, um, no one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. It's like, for if they do, then the new patch will shrink and it'll tear away from the old garment. And he says, likewise, no one ever puts new wine in old wineskins. Because if they do, then these wineskins will burst and then the wine will be spilled on the ground. And he says, no, but you take new wine and you put it in a new wineskin so that both of them will be preserved. And uh, most of us, I guess in this generation, we're like, yo, you got an old piece of clothes, just go get a new, something new. You're like, no, in that day, especially if it was something that you really, really liked, you, you wanted to do your best to try to fix it and to repair it and to keep it, right? And then putting wine in the skin of an animal, that sounds like an EPA problem right there. That's, <laughs> FDA, don't th- I don't think they would allow that these days. But the only way to get a watertight, uh, a liquid-tight seal on something was to put these two skins of an animal together and then put the wine in there. And as it fermented and expanded, it will be completely watertight. And the parallel that I was seeing in my own life was that uh, I'm very, I very much, I realize I very much like this new shiny thing. I'm like, God, wait, you mean there are miracles and there's stuff happening over there? Then cool, I want to go over here to where the miracles are. I want to go to where there's transformation and stuff's happening. Um, or there's, there's uh, you know, testimonies of somebody's life being changed and stuff like that. I'm like, God, I want, because I'm so hungry for whatever it is that God's doing right now. Like I want to frequently abandon almost whatever's behind me to go towards what God's doing. And that, the heart of desiring whatever God is doing, is that it's actually, it's helpful, it's fruitful, but if it makes you forget how faithful he's been to bring you to where you are, then it, it, it can be destructive. In this particular story, what stood out to me was when Jesus said that, so both of these may be preserved. Like that was, that was probably almost like the, uh, the tuning fork. It's like, wait, so that both may be preserved? So you're comparing the old garment to the new wine? Like you mean this, this, this old garment is precious and you want it to be kept and this new wine is precious and you want it to be kept. So, so young folk, if you like in your 30s, I want you to look around at all the gray hair we got surrounded us. I'm not going to say y'all the old garment. <laughs> but I will say that you're precious. And to us, they're so necessary. Like we literally stand on the shoulders of the generations that came before us, Right? And if we'll honor and treasure their wisdom, then it'll, it'll keep us from being, you know, jostled, thrown off track or whatever. What's interesting is he says that the new patch actually has to be weathered and tested before it can be added to the old garment. Like the old garment's precious. And he's like, something's got to happen to this new garment, this, this new patch, before it can be added. And then we start talking about the new wine. He's like, because of the inflexibility of the old container, 
this wine has to go into a different container. Like the box or the package or the bottle that this wine goes in has to become flexible. That the issue was the inflexibility of the new container. I'm like, whoa, shucks. And for any of us who've ever been a part of like transformation or revival, or any of us who've ever seen God do anything wild, like we actually unintentionally, if we aren't willing to be flexible, I'm talking to us in our 30s, 40s now, like we actually, we might position ourselves to be the rigid wineskin because we're like, yo, man, we already seen God do stuff. What do you mean, 20-year-old? You're seeing God do stuff like that. That don't sound like how God do stuff. Um, Oh, Holy Spirit. In my own life, I found myself so frustrated with not seeing healing and not seeing lives touched and stuff like that. that I'm like, God, what do I have to do to see some folks get healed? What do I have to do to, to like, see some folks get touched? So it was probably a couple of years back. It's like 2014, like, for a month, maybe more than a month, a couple months, I fasted and I prayed and then I would go outside and I'd try to like pray for somebody and see them get healed and nothing happened. And I'd fast and I'd pray and I'd try it again. Like, excuse me, ma'am, excuse me, ma'am. I see you got crutches on. Can I, can I pray for you? <laughs> and if they didn't run away from me, because kind of big, if they didn't run away from me and they let me pray for them, nothing would happen for months. And then one day, right over here at Kahala Mall, I saw like five people get healed, like back to back to back to back to back. I'm like, yes, like this is, this is the thing, like yes. And I started seeing people get healed all the time, like all the time. Every time I went outside, I'd be like, excuse me, ma'am, can I take your crutches home today? They're like, would you be okay with me snatching you out of that wheelchair? But you know what I forgot? to tell people why they got healed. Because of my frustration with where I'd come from, I'd forgotten the most important thing, that it was because of Jesus' immense love for them. That because Jesus says, hey, my father finds you of such great worth that he was willing to send me to die in your place that we could become one. Like this is this is all the miracles, all the healing is so that we can become back in relationship with him, right? And then one day, this is probably like a year and some change later, like I'm seeing people get healed all the time. I'm like, yes, this is awesome. This is what's up. Holy Spirit said, uh, he said, uh, hey Samuel, that dude you just prayed for, you don't even love him. And I wept. So I'm like, yep. I have no compassion for that dude. I just I just want to see him get healed. And then the Holy Spirit said, Judas healed more sick people than you. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so we can have the form, but not his heart. And I believe he wants us to have both. He wants us to have both. I, Holy Spirit, what else? What do you want to say to your babies?
I really, I don't want you to hear this the right way. I don't think that the amazing things that I've seen in my life happen because I'm special. Like, I really don't believe that there's, I don't believe that I'm some superhero, I'm some special Christian. But my attitude towards what God says is real special. Your, your attitude, like, I, I believe that your attitude about the truth of God's word can almost snatch heaven into now. And this is, I believe that and my, my precious friend Rolo in his intro, like my, I've, I've come to have a taste for the miraculous to become a part of my life. And the only way I know how to do that is to make the odds so that if God don't show up, there might not be a Samuel. It's like, oh, that's a dangerous circumstance. That's a situation that if, if God doesn't show up, Samuel might get killed by some, you know, Indian natives, right? Like Samuel might get, and I'm not saying that that's what you have to do, but I'm saying that your attitude towards God's promises, like, God, you say that this is the truth. If this is the truth, then I can't, I'm not cool. I'm not okay not having you in my life. Like, I'm, I'm not okay living if the miraculous is possible. I'm not okay not having it. Like, I know we talk about being content, and, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm just content, I'm fine with. There's some stuff that it's okay for you to not be fine with. And one of those things I believe firmly, it's, God, it's not okay for me to not have these promises in my life. Like, if it's possible for dead to be raised, this is just, you listening to Samuel talk about Samuel now. If it's possible for my life to have dead people raising in it, all right, what I got to do to have that? Because I ain't seen that yet, and I'm trying to. Like, you, you mean it's possible for sickness to not be a thing in my family? Yo, what I, what I got to pay? What, what I got to do? Where I got to go? You are far more dangerous to darkness you are far more dangerous to darkness than the enemy would, would like you to know. There is nothing in existence that moves the heart of the Father but human beings. Not waves, not oceans, not mountains. You. You, Elijah. You move the heart of the Father. You, Heath. You move the heart of the Father. He like hushes, he hushes heaven to hear you pray. It's like, shh, 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 my baby's talking. That, what? No, can you hear? Can you, did you hear what she just, she just sang to me. He just, he just asked me something. He just asked me to move on his behalf. That's you. You move his heart. And maybe nobody's ever told you that. But you move his heart.
and the enemy of your soul, the accuser of the brethren, like Satan, Satan, it literally means accuser, the one who accuses you or makes you feel like you're not enough, the one who makes you feel like you messed up all the time, his goal is to make you not pay any attention to the one who gave everything to love you. His goal is to move your affections from the one place that will appreciate your affections. There's literally one being who will value your affections like they're worthy of. And our enemy wants your affections to not go to that place. So I... I'm actually going to invite the ministry team up. The prayer ministers, ministry team, if y'all would come up. It's a little bit different of a timeline and how we typically do things, but I feel like I feel like there are a bunch of us in here who've been believing lies. One of these lies being, I'm not good enough or I don't have value, or I'm not worthy. And I believe today you're going to get the opportunity to hand God these cares, to hand him these concerns, and then to receive from him beauty. I believe you're going to get to, to literally give ashes away and receive beauty and to receive joy. If you'd be daring enough, if you'd be daring enough to say, I'm not pleased with how much of God I'm experiencing, and I would enjoy some more. If some more is available, I would like some more of that. <laughs> I believe if you'd be daring enough to step outside of your comfort, that he's going to encounter you, that he's going to meet you. Because in the, what is it, in the, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, one of the many things that Jesus says was that those who hunger and thirst for what's right will be filled. I'm a big fan of if-then statements. If you, then you. Or if you... Then I, like, cool, I, I can take that to the bank. And I believe that, um, yeah, I believe that uh, you're going to get a chance to leave some stuff behind that's been weighing on you. Holy Spirit. Man. Okay, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say? Okay, Holy Spirit. So, remind me your name. We had breakfast this morning. Remind me your name. Sophia. I, um, 
I heard the say, I heard the Lord say that you felt like you were left. You felt like God's goodness left you. Like instead of you leaving him, you felt like his goodness like left you. You felt like you had a love for him, that you desired him. And you felt like, man, like where did it go? Where did you go? Where did he go? Um, And I hear him say that, like, he literally is just a step away. Like, there, there are times where the Lord's manifesting and making his goodness known and obvious. And there are times that he draws back and he's like, okay, will you come after me? Will you come after me? And I feel like that's the question he's asking you now. He's like, I didn't go far. I just stepped back to see if, okay, will you, will you come towards me? It's like, I came towards you first, but will you come towards me now? Yeah. I don't know if I'm crazy or if that's accurate. The sense that I get is that that was what you felt. And um, Holy Spirit, is there anybody else? Elijah. Bruh. I feel like... um, I hear the Holy Spirit say that he's actually made you a wild one. Like you're, you're looking for adventure almost. And that that's manifested maybe in, in extreme sports or you, you, you know, enjoying skydiving and different stuff like that. But he's like, yo, I, a life with me is way more exciting than anything else you could give yourself to. And I feel like he's actually giving you a personal invitation into some crazy stuff. And I really want to pray for you. I really want to pray for you, bro. <laughs> And so, any of you who are present who would say that you've been hungry for the possibility that there's more of God than you're presently experiencing, then I want to invite you up to have my dear friends pray for you. Because I really do believe that today you're going to have the opportunity to exchange what you valued for what he values. And in doing so, find the miraculous chasing you down instead of you chasing down the miraculous.